Hey there, friends. You are listening to the Open Mic Comedy Show, recorded live June 7, 2021. Let's get ready to laugh in five, four, three. Go live on the YouTube. You're going to bring all that heat. You should, you should, everybody <laughs> wants this smoke, baby. <laughs> Mike's well, really bringing it tonight. Yeah. Right. What are they saying that you're really pissed on, not pissed off? Tonight. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome to the Open Mic Comedy Show your host, Mr. Mike Langworthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, you know, we have some people that I am not familiar with tonight, so I'm really looking forward to letting them enjoy themselves uh, at the expense of anyone that I make fun of and um, and enjoy themselves because the comedy is going to be really good. We have some really good comics on this show tonight. My usual joke on a Monday night is all but one of them are going to be really good. Um, <laughs> the truth is they'll probably all be really good. Um, that's so, when part of me dies. <laughs> right, that's true. Every mm -hmm. time, is, I'm not saying that is anti-Christmas, but every time a bell rings, a little piece of him dies. Um, I'm not saying he's against Christmas. No, I'm not saying that. Saying perhaps it's a coincidence. Well, the cardiac monitor has sort of a bell sound, Mike. Um, hey, let's not talk about cardiac monitors. There's a guy recovering from uh, really? surgery watching the show tonight. Okay. He's, ris he's risking his life yeah. coming to the show that I uh, am hosting because the level of the level of laughter can't fall below a certain very dangerous point for him. Well, if it'll make him feel better, I can die on stage. I've done it before. <laughs> Don't I know? <laughs> like I have to tell you. <laughs> you have to tell. Woo! Yeah. Um, anyway, Ned Rice is here from uh, Michigan. I don't know where DC is from. I'm just going to take a shot and say maybe Washington. Nope, Chicago, ironically. Chicago? <laughs> okay, there you go. Um, the, the district of Chicago. Um, we have a, a person here from Ireland who will be on uh, early in the show because it's three o'clock in the morning there. And um, I try to get him on early so that he can uh, get back to the pub. No, keep looking. For <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No. Things have changed a lot since I was there. Uh, actually, legally, uh, every private home in Ireland is designated as a pub. That's true. That uh, true. Okay. That way they don't have to worry about closing hours. They don't, they that explains a lot about my family. <laughs> they say, twitchy, twitchy, twitchy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, give the Irish credit. You know, the Titanic absolutely was built no. in Belfast. There's absolutely I'm sorry, what was that, Bruce? I said, you got to give the Irish credit. The Titanic was built in Belfast. Yes, well, it was. But the ice can't... The ice flow wasn't. I think it's very important. say, by the way, just don't worry about it. Anything but an iceberg, you're good. So why don't you hop on and... I always remind an Irish person that when they run out of ice. Um, you know, you see they have plenty in the North Atlantic. Is that what you say to them? No, yeah. no, I'm done. I'm done I'm done. No, it's fine because I'd love to have you, you know. I, I was just taken aback because it was funny. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, hey, you know what? What a hump. Um, ordinarily, I do material up front, but, but <laughs> I don't like to be intimidating right away. So I'm going to bring up some acts. And you know what? Since John and DC know each other, and since John suggested this place to DC, <laughs> I bet you're feeling pretty <laughs> sorry about that now, John. But anyway, um, I would like to bring DC up from Chicago. He'll be our first act of the evening. I have not met him, but he was very charming in the pre in the pre meeting before the show started, and I'm sure he'd be very funny now. Please. Give him a big round of applause, for God's sakes. What are you doing? Folks, I'm happy to be here. i got to qualify what part of Chicago I'm from. Um, uh, because every so often after a show, I have somebody who comes up to, up to me and says, Word, you're from Chicago? I'm from the South Side. I'm like, hold on a second. I'm not from that Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Part of Chicago I'm from, like if I'm in my car and I wave, someone's gonna wave back like, hey! The other Chicago <laughs> people are familiar with, I do the exact same thing. Someone's gonna roll up to my window with, you want five ounces? Five ounces? <laughs> That's Chicago. Uh-huh. Folks, I'm Canadian. Hey! Yeah! I know, right? <laughs> I don't look it. This is the best disguise to blend into Chicago with. <laughs> I got it. I got it on Canada's Amazon called the Incognito Kit. Um, <laughs> works great. Works excellent. Until I got pulled over by the police, I was like, damn it, man, should have read the instructions. Damn it. <laughs> I am. I'm proud to be Canadian. I'm so proud. In fact, folks, I bleed maple syrup, and no, it's not diabetes. <laughs> but I have a lot of Chicago friends who ask, you know, DC, because you're from Canada, you can't really relate to the inner city issues in Chicago, the gang stuff, the violence, the poverty. How can you relate, man? You're, you're an outsider. I'm like, listen, hold on a second. I'm from Toronto. It's not that much different from Chicago. We're very similar. You're right. You know, the fact is that you know, we just do our things in a Canadian way. Even our, even our, our drive-bys are the same. It's just more <laughs> in a Canadian style. <laughs> hey, <laughs> motherfucker! Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> Sorry. Drive <laughs> off and apologize. And then we call nine one one for you. <laughs> <laughs> and they ask, "Who shot you?" I think it was Drake who shot me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They take you to the hospital and they patch you up and you go back on the street again and the cycle repeats itself again and again and again. Why? Because folks, that's universal healthcare. It works. Go Canada. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm a currently a homeschooled dad by default, thanks to COVID. Right. Uh, <laughs> and I'm teaching my two daughters and I have no clue what I'm doing. I'll be straight up with you. I have no clue at all. Like I have no idea if I'm an effective teacher or not until the next six or seven years when they either walking across the stage or working the stage, one or the other. Um, uh, 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 uh. Uh, I'm beefing with my seven-year-old daughter though, because she's a snitch. I said it, she's a snitch. Because she asked me the other day, said, his daddy, I want you to teach me how to spell and text accurately. I'm like, why are you so insistent? Oh, 
So I can tell mom how much I hate being a student. <laughs> mm. The audacity of a seven-year-old child saying that. Well, you think I'd be the responsible parent and take the high road? Nope. <laughs> Petty. I'd take the low road. So I come back to her with, uh, okay, huh? That's, that's fine. Well, today you got a spelling test. Spell tattletale. <laughs> yeah. Here's another test you got lined up for you. Uh, rhyming words. Snitches get what? Hmm? Snitches get what? What rhymes with snitch? <laughs> Folks, I don't care. I really don't care. I hope she got the hint. Because if, if she didn't, I'm going to hold her back a grade or two or four, just to prove a point. She'll be getting a period in grade five. I really don't care, folks. I'm, I'm going to win that battle. Now, before COVID, for years before COVID, I remember being invited to a strip club by my, you know, for a bachelor party. And I reluctantly, reluctantly said yes. And I said I was reluctant because I have a hard time taking my professional hat off because I, my day job, I'm a chiropractor. That's what I got paid to do. So when everybody else at the front of the stage throwing stacks on stage to the dancers saying, shake that ass, make that ass clap, you know, wilding out. I'm at the front of the stage looking at the dance going, is that scoliosis? <laughs> <laughs> She's got scoliosis. So I take it on myself to try, I wanna help her, right? So now I'm waving a $50 bill. Hey, Cinnamon, over here, Cinnamon. Come here, Cinnamon, come here. <laughs> Cinnamon. Yeah. No, Cinnamon, get off my lap. I don't want you in my lap. <laughs> Take a knee. No, Cinnamon, not both knees. This is not the champagne room. All right. Take a <laughs> knee. <laughs> First of all, Cinnamon, great set. <laughs> so, do you remember that maneuver you did, Cinnamon, on the pole when you were actually suspended off the ground? You held yourself in a plank position, totally straight. Your tips are pointing up, and you had some kind of crazy coochie section holding yourself up to the pole, and everyone went crazy. Do you remember that maneuver, Cinnamon? I noticed your pelvis was off. <laughs> <laughs> what that means is that your left abdominal muscles are weak, and you got to activate that. So, Cinnamon, what you got to do here is that let me show you on this pole. Here, you got to grab the pole like this, Cinnamon. Here, squeeze your glutes, activate your abdominal muscles here, and pop the hips up. What that's going to do is it's going to protect your L4, L5 disc from any type of injury. <laughs> Cinnamon's like, oh, that's so sweet. That's so kind of you, Dr. Daddy. <laughs> you want to lap dance, Dr. Daddy? Uh, Cinnamon, no, because your hips are really off and my pelvis is balanced. I don't, I don't want, I'm not going to pay for a bumpy ride. I want six flags, not the Coney Island roller coaster. No, no, I don't nah. want to be mucking up my perfect balance. In fact, you need me more than I need you. Here's my card. <laughs> Folks, I helped 10 other dancers that night. Like <laughs> I changed the champagne room into an examination room. When everybody else is dropping $200 in strippers that night, I made $2,000 in consultation fees. I'm just saying, I made it work. <laughs> I, I know the typical stripper says, hey, I'm just dancing to pay my way through college. Well, that night, those dancers pay my daughter's way through college, so... <laughs> Folks, that's my time. My name is DC, D E E C E E Comedy. Check me out online. Yeah. 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 Comedy. Thank you very much. Bone I found that set very manipulative. <laughs> that was that was great. I, I feel like I should sit up straighter just from having been present when he was doing that. I have that effect.
Is that how you got into the country? Because you were, um, well, you came from the north, so you fooled them, first of all. Second, you're a chiropractor, so it's like a, it's easier to get in, I would imagine. Yeah, uh, it is. Yeah, you guys are, you guys are long uh, quality chiropractors, so they, I, mm-hmm. I was given a pass to get into your country. Yeah, my doctor, the doctor who did my hip operation told me that uh, it's hard to become a chiropractor because you have to spend the first three years, you know how to say all that shit with a straight face. Uh, uh. Oh my. We could take the piss out of doctor said. Apparently, there's a tension, a dynamic tension between medical doctors. Stinger. Yeah, yeah. We're we're the redheaded stepchild of the healthcare industry. Um, (laughs) Great, get it. I'm posturing for a chiropractor joke. Oh, gosh. How's that going, Chuck? No, no, seriously, Chuck, say it again because maybe the reason they didn't laugh is they didn't hear it. Nope. <laughs> nope. Okay. All right, then we'll move on. Um, from uh, Chicago, well, let's go to uh, Ireland and let John O'Keefe. Oh, dear. You better be in Ireland, man, because you're getting the bricks. Gary Fitzgerald from the 1940s. Let me go fetch. Let me go fetch my potato. I'll I'll prove it to you. He's brilliant, San Bernardino. <laughs> Anyway, it's uh, John O'Keefe. Give him a round of applause. Yeah. Hey. Sorry about that, folks. I'm working on my robot voice. Uh, that's my robot accent. Pretty good. How are you doing? Are you well? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I, I, I found this out during the week. I found out that Vatican City, the age of consent is 15. Uh, <laughs> that, really, that really surprised me. I couldn't believe Vatican City had an age of consent. That's incredible. <laughs> really like it's, it's i couldn't get over it i was like oh my god um they don't I, I had a tra- reason yeah <laughs> i had a traumatic experience over the weekend i did my first live gig in almost a year uh, and i was so excited you know i kind of felt like the, my first life it was kind of like i was going to see an ex you know that feeling and you both know there's going to be a lot of mediocre sex you know that kind of feeling you know you know it <laughs> You know it. She knows it. Now your cab driver knows it. Uh, <laughs> we had to wait like 30, 30 minutes to be let into the bar. But again, I felt like I was just queuing up for sex. I was so excited. Not a problem. I, my jokes were kind of like a condom, I guess. And the crowd were like the pharmacist. That analogy doesn't really work, does it? Uh, my jokes were like a condom and the crowd were like the hooker I was about to sleep with. That's worse. I, sh- I should quit while I'm not ahead. Uh, but I walked into this bar. The first thing I noticed when I walked in was the stage was in the middle of the room. It looked like a crow's nest on a ship. It kind of felt like I was on the, ti- I was on the Titanic, but after it sank. You know, it wasn't <laughs> not good. And to the right of me, there was this huge stag party group. You guys call it a bachelor party, I think. They looked like they had a collective IQ of around seven. I was like, this, <laughs> this group's a problem. In front of me, there was a table of almost attractive people. Do you know the kind? Like, distance is their friend. <laughs> <laughs> and to the left of me, there was slightly more regular looking folks. So it was like an anti-clockwise decency march from bad to presentable to human. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was the first act on. So I got up on stage and I just went for it. And it started out really great for around 30 seconds. Uh, and then I think I lost, 
<laughs> for about 30 seconds, I had them in the palm of my hand. Then I think I lost them on the cousin fucking bit I did. <laughs> <laughs> they seemed offended because I suspect a lot of them were cousins in relationships. Uh, maybe they took it to heart. Uh, I, I so and then and then they really got upset with me when I, I have a punchline on my set. It's kind of it's a bit bit vulgar, but I have a punchline. It's uh, it's anal sex. They got really offended at that. Probably oh. because what pre- probably because what preceded that was you Protestants only enjoy. Which they didn't. <laughs> oh, oh. They didn't. And no one likes to be reminded they're Protestants. So. <laughs> I started getting flustered, but I, here's the thing, right? You, the comedians will understand. One guy in the stag party of all places, he's really on my side. He's, he's telling the crowd, shut up, he wants to listen. So he's my guy. So I turned to him and I said, what do you do for a living? And he goes, fuck you, just tell the joke. <laughs> so, so I lost my only fan in less than a second, which is pretty spectacular, let's be fair. So I tried to relay what happened to the crowd, but they're, they're not listening. They've just become increasingly British. And uh, I kept telling my jokes. I don't know if you can understand this, but I kept telling my jokes, but the crowd just kept getting louder to drown me out. So I just kept getting louder until I'm basically in a rally trying to entertain my own enemy. Like, <laughs> so, so I left the stage and the bar manager walks over to me and says they're stopping the gig because of all the complaints they've received. And I like I've been on stage less than five minutes. Like, did they text in? <laughs> how, how, how are these assholes so efficient? But the moral of the story is that we were all wrong, but only I know that. Uh, I think they're I think they're blissfully unaware. Um, live comedy is the best way to hate an entire town. I don't. Okay, let me see. What can I? Fi- what can I finish on? Uh, how much time have I left, Mike? You have forty-five seconds if we're being technical. I don't think I. <laughs> all right. Okay. I don't know what I can do in forty-five seconds, so uh, I'll just say thank you very much. I really appreciate the time. Wow. Thank you, John. Yeah. Hey, John yeah. Know what you can do in forty-five seconds? I know something twice in forty-five seconds. Hey, Mike. Can I offer John a note? Uh huh. Can Please. I offer John a note? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'm sure you'd love that. I'm sure he would love to hear your opinions about his comedy. Right? No, no, it's just it's helpful. Five minutes yeah. on how he fucked up a gig. No, are you crazy? <laughs> First of all, we're, we're fellow. Who wouldn't Irishmen. want your help, John? During your set, right. you mentioned that the Titanic sank. Yes. Next time, say spoiler alert first, because <laughs> I. I haven't seen the movie, and now I—it's kind of ruined. So. <laughs> yeah. That's all. Other that's a, that, that's, that, that's, that's a good tag suggestion. Thanks, Ned. Yeah, yeah I, yeah. Pre- I appreciate that, Ned. Don't listen to them. I, I anytime, pal. Anytime. Absolutely, listen to Ned Thank and you. not the hundreds yeah. of millions of people who know. <laughs> if one guy knows how not to do this, it's me. Okay. <laughs> that's true, okay. Ned. Uh, Ned has managed to fuck up more than one career in comedy, and um, wow, okay, no, not serious. <laughs> Somebody's not getting a Christmas card this year. <laughs> <laughs> we Jews hate those. Anyway, um, <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, that's why I send them. <laughs> Boom. Spread the love on holiday time. Where's, where's my microphone? I can drop. You know, you could just send something neutral, like a holiday card, instead mm-hmm. of the whole, you know, it looks like a 
Let's look at a candle display in a Mexico City. <laughs> a full size crash carved in Lebanon. Wire. De Cristo, Cristo Savior. Oh my God. Yeah, that's what I need. That's what I need. But then, you know, at any rate, um, so far, uh, I'm very impressed. And uh, I don't impress easily, I'll be honest with you. Um, I impress less easily than a linen shirt. That's how. <laughs> and um, I want you to know you guys were great, DC. Um, you also, um, and um, our next performer is going to be wonderful as well. He's been, uh, he's been honing his craft here at the open mic for several months now. Um, I really like the way he works. I really, really like how hard he works. Please welcome Jeffrey Burden, the second. Yeah. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. Um, you know, uh, recently uh, I picked up jujitsu and it's fantastic. I, I really love it. It's great exercise. Any age, you, you, you should check it out. Uh, martial arts uh, in general. Um, but, you know, I, you know, when I get there, when I, when I when we start class, some of the students smell like they've been taking class for the past couple of days. Um, mm. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a little you know like specifically in jujitsu, the guys are getting me. One guy specifically, he gets me in this lock, you know, and he's trying to choke me out, and he's gonna do it. He's almost a black belt, but he's, but it's like okay, you know what? I just just go all the way. I'll just die now. It's <laughs> really you know um sure yeah um you know if he came into a confrontational situation he could just kind of just blow his nasty stink on the person he's about to fight and be like okay all right you win you win right. <laughs> um you know uh but i i do i love it it's very it's an educational class too you learn about the japanese the japanese culture it's so fascinating i i took a, a, a class in culture and commerce in Japan. And one of the things the instructor uh, who happened to be Japanese was talking about was uh, the, the, uh, the, the Japanese, and this isn't, he can't speak for every Japanese citizen, <laughs> but uh, the idea is they all, uh, they all, uh, or they enjoy things in moderation, right? A little bit of this, a little bit of that, don't overdo it. And it sounds great to me, you know, have a drink, but not too much, right? Play video games, but not too much. Have a mistress, but not too much, you know, just take it easy, take it easy, right? Um, and it really is, and we, one of the things we talked about, and this is a little touchy subject, but uh, what, what do you, you know, I'm going to go for it. You know, I, 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 you know, we talk about the atomic bombs dropping and, and whatnot in Nagasaki and Hiroshima. And, and, and uh, you know, I go, man, that's, uh, it, it, it's for me. It's awful. It's awful. You know what the what those people had to suffer through. And a lot of people uh, years ago would sort of when I would talk about that, you know, they would rebuttal. You know, if we didn't win World War Two, you might be speaking Japanese. And I'm like, <laughs> well, um, OK, so tens of thousands of lives spared. I eat more sushi. It's a win-win. It doesn't sound so bad to me. You know, it's like a it's like you think a Japanese person thinks to themselves. Boy, I really wish English was my uh, primary language. This is awful. You know what I mean? It's, 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 you know, uh, 
I just wish I could say that in Japanese. It would be so much better. Um, <laughs> it's crazy, uh, everybody. I, uh, I've been spending more time with, uh, well, I've been trying to spend time with more, uh, more time with my mother. I have a serious problem with speech. Uh, you'll learn as I, as I keep going. Um, uh, I've been attempting to spend more time with my mother. And, you know, she's got this dialysis situation. She's got bad kidneys. And she says, uh, I, I just, I'm like, mom, how's your diet? It's terrible. Everything I eat turns to, to dust. And I'm like, well, mom, what are you eating? She's like, box Chinese chicken and donuts. I'm like, mom, mom, you can't just have that, right? And, and, and when I was a kid, it's funny that this is happening. When I was a kid, my mom would say things like, you eat to live, you don't live to eat. Well, mom, what's for dinner? We're going to old country buffet, you know? Um, <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, you know, I say to my mom, you know, I'm like, okay, mom, come on, I'll take you out to dinner. She's like, where are we going? I'm like, Golden Corral. You're going to get everything, mom. It's going to be fantastic. Um, you know, so yes, I, uh, I think I wanted to sort of work on that, everybody. My name's Jeffrey Bird, the second involved in one. Have a great evening. It was good, man. Thank uh, you, sir. I guess we finally found uh, where that line from too soon is. We do the Hiroshima material now. Thousands of lives and I get to eat more sushi. I never really looked at uh, a nuclear holocaust in quite that light a tone before. But it's, you know. <laughs> this is one night it's okay to bomb, Mike. <laughs> Just this That's why I'm here. And I've only used the bathe in heavy water joke. That's why I'm here. So I can't use it again. So anyway, that's neither here nor there. Speaking of uh, interrupting his own introductions, um, this next guy's a longtime friend, and um, if the fortune had smiled on me a little bit more, we might have worked together on some of the shows because we both worked on a bunch of TV shows. Uh, we're never working on the same TV show at the same time. So um, his loss is show business's loss, and. Um, I want you to give a big round of applause to Ned Rice. <laughs> Plus, all those shows you worked on, Mike, had this must-speak-English routine. And I'm like, fine, fine, do your thing. You <laughs> 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 misunderstood it was a literacy requirement. Ned. Fine. Be that way, that's fine. Yeah, good luck with that show. Uh, I hope everyone's enjoying a wonderful Pride Month. I know I am. Are we good for with anybody? Anybody at all? Like yeah. no interest. Woohoo! Okay. okay, well, settle down. Settle down. <laughs> Not the reaction I expected. Uh, it's a tough time. I I work with a guy. I call him the I'm not gay guy. He, he says stuff like, you know, I'm not gay, but that Bradley Cooper is a pretty good looking guy. I'm not gay, but if I was, it would be Chris Hemsworth. You know, I'm not gay, but that Brad Pitt. He's sexy. <laughs> And I hear this shit constantly. Finally, I said to him, you know, Bob, uh, let me just put this out there. Maybe you are gay. I just told you I'm not gay. I know, I know. I might want to say it, spray it. But um, for a guy who's, as you say, not gay, you seem to have given this a great deal of thought. Yeah, I think about it all the time. What do you think about it? I think about not being gay all the time. Oh, okay. well, again, that seemed to me like, well, I can't be gay, Ned. I'm married. Oh, okay. Because because gay guys never 
marry women and then continue. Yeah, that's never, ever happened. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad we settled that. Now, now we're still going camping this weekend, right? <laughs> yeah, probably not. Um, not this time. Yeah, maybe another, maybe another, maybe never. Uh, okay, fine. Let's just hug it out then. No, I'm just going to go like this real easy, and you're going to go over there and be nice. Yeah, so. And then another coworker, he thinks he has gaydar. And he, he's always, well, he says, you know, I think Bob might be bisexual. Why do you say that? Well, if you notice, whenever he drinks coffee, he has half and half, right? No, that's not what that means. <laughs> Go talk to Fred. He's not gay. He can help you with that. So I had kind of a tense afternoon. I played Monopoly, which is usually fun, but I played with two friends of mine. One is Israeli and the other one is Palestinian. And uh, every time we landed on a property, they couldn't agree on who owned it. Oh, I've owned it for thousands of years. No, my family. <laughs> one had a hotel on the property. The other would pull out this little bulldozer and push the hotel. <laughs> and then the UN showed up. I mean, it was it was it's a far cry from the typical Monopoly match. Is all I <laughs> not at all what I had in mind. I um I gave blood today, which I did. yeah right. Every time you give blood, you save three lives. And also, I have a rare blood disorder that never gets picked up on the screening. So every time I donate blood, I, I contaminate the entire blood supply from Michigan. And I just think that's just fun. That just cracks me up. I'm just kidding. I don't have a rare blood disorder. I would hardly call herpes rare. Come on. Not, I'm just kidding. I don't have herpes. Settle down. It's, it's a joke. I'm joking. Come on. Look, it's perfectly safe to have sex with me. I don't recommend it. It's not pleasant. You're proud of yourself afterwards. You may not be able to get home at a reasonable hour, but it's perfectly safe. It's, it's okay, you know. I uh, I live near Detroit, so we sometimes get the opportunity to test new uh, automobile products. And I was actually recently chosen to test this new auto this new self-driving car. Have you heard of these? You just literally get in this car and you just sit there and it drives itself. But I did something very stupid. I, I filled it up with ethanol, which is an alcohol-based fuel. And uh, next thing I know, the car is weaving around and calling up old girlfriends on the car phone. <laughs> and then it started crying and I had to, pull, you know, we had to pull over. So that was probably not good. I also went to today, I, I uh, went to a, what, a dealership and looked at some electric cars because uh, that's what people are doing now. And I said to the salesman, so how are these cars for home suicide? <laughs> With my gas car, I just go into the garage, and shut the door and seal the windows, and leave the engine running five, six hours later, I'm dead. <laughs> what about with this car? He says, well, no, we don't. That doesn't work with an electric. He said, for home suicides, what we recommend is leave the car plugged in and then just drive it into your pool. So you can, that <laughs> you can actually go green. It's, it's, it's what we tell people. You can, Chuck, that was just for you. Thank you. You can actually go green. Okay, fine. Let's move on. It's, I, 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 I try to do something nice. Okay, that's the reward I get. I, uh, uh, suicide is always funny, but in, in, in this particular case, a, a very dear friend of mine recently tried to kill himself and he survived a suicide attempt. So I went to see him at the hospital and boy, you know, the usual pep talk bromides don't really work in a case like that. Um, I said, um, 
well, you know, what, what matters is you tried. Uh, <laughs> you'll, you'll get it next time. Uh, you just have to not believe in yourself. See <laughs> 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 you around, <laughs> So, yeah, that's, uh, wow. I looked at some old pictures. I realized, I realized to my chagrin, I'm starting to lose my hair and, and it just pisses me off because every part of my body has betrayed me except for the hair. Now the hair is going. So I think I'm going to shave my head. I'm going to be one of those guys because, you know, uh, when you're going bald and you shave your head, what you're doing is you're saying to your hairline, you can't quit. You're fired. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. That's my new thing. And um, golly, look at the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm so sorry. That's all my time, folks. Thanks for listening. Thank you very much. I'll see you all right, Maybe, That's I hope. Ned Rice, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you don't have to travel the speed of light to make time slow down practically to nothing. Um, I'm not sure what that means, but I, I assume it's an insult. <laughs> it's not an insult. <laughs> an insult would be something you'd be able to understand. Um, I'm just, come on. Why do you do these things, Mike? These okay. people to come to the show they do their time they're very funny and all you do is mock them sure it's funny uh -huh. sure. <laughs> incredibly self-indulgent it's the kind of thing that no one else can do as well as you but st still it's just oh rude. my god it's just rude no it's you know whatever hey ned you know what you did a great job tonight and there's some, some thank new, you some of those new bits were really good the, the home suicide thing i I, I'm so glad yeah, to hear that. Thank you. He says you could just uh, keep it plugged in and drive into the pool. You ask him, is that why your car is shaped like a toaster? Um, <laughs> a thought, just a thought. That's next all. time, you thought. can bet that'll be in the I'm next version. Throwing out there for you, free of charge. Wow. Impartial, impartial. You know, one where, would usually pay top dollar for such. Um, yeah, one does usually pay for mm, top. Mm -hmm. It's like a lap dance at uh, Stringfellows in uh -huh. yeah. very expensive. Um, you know, why do I say these things? Who cares? I've never gotten a lap dance ever. No one, no, no one knows. No, I've never gotten a lap dance. Um, mm. Just trying to guess that kid's weight, Honor. Well, if you call that dancing, come on. Our next performer is, of course, someone completely new to me who has, mm -hmm. this is the only impression I've made on her ever in her entire life. No, that's not true. You made a great impression when you were co-hosting John, Jonathan Solomon. Oh, oh uh, my God. Yes. Now, you know, I remember your face now that I've actually seen yeah, you. Yeah. Good to see you again. Good to see you too. Uh, You're yeah. a lot more talkative this time around. Trying to support Jonathan when I'm on those shows. I'm just trying to support Jonathan. He needs a lot of support. He does. We were actually all there just to support Jonathan. Listen, I don't want to be weird on that night. Anyway. I don't want to be spared any of your mocking just because you don't know me. That would be lame. Um. <laughs> no, don't. Please, Laura, thank you so much. I really, that means a lot to me you saying that. And I'm sure you'll be bad enough for me to think of things to say before it's all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
God willing. I can just oh, feel it. I can, Mike. I can feel it from this little exchange we're having now. But in the meantime, why don't you um, perform some comedy for the rest of the people while they applaud? I'd love or, to. Or maybe right after they applaud. So clap for Laura, and then Laura will do some stand-up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, so my first big news is that I actually stopped drinking. And when I say I stopped drinking, I don't mean I wasn't a fall down drunk. I just overall wanted to feel healthier. And I, I thought I would if I didn't drink. Um, and I was right. I really do. Honestly, it's been about eight months. I chose not to do AA. Uh, I know it's, it's great for a lot of people. Um, I just figured for me personally, I know myself, if I give up alcohol, I have to replace it with something I can really look forward to or something I can really get into. So what I did for myself was I started snorting heroin. <laughs> um, in, in other news, I, I recently decided I, I want to strive to become another kind of person. Um, so specifically, I want to become the kind of person who owns plants. <laughs> I love plants, but I'm not that kind of person. So I forgot to water them. And of course they dried up and died. And I realized I'll never be that kind of person, but I'm a different kind of person. I'm a practical sort. So what I did was I really played to my strengths and I spray painted those dead plants green. Mm. I will say that compliments stress, uh, me uh, 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 uh. compliments stress me out a lot. When someone compliments me, I don't focus on the compliment. I just really alarmed that someone was paying attention to me. <laughs> I wonder what they saw besides the thing that they're complimenting, which <laughs> makes it very difficult for me to relax. <laughs> yeah. mm. What I really hate are cliches. You know cliches, those motivational quotes that are just inexplicably carved into wooden rectangles and sold by the masses in every home goods shop. Those mm -hmm. kind of cliches. I don't hate all cliches. There is one solitary exception, and that is my grandmother's. She makes up her own. That is because <laughs> she could never remember a correct expression, but she enjoyed the drama of analogies so much. So what she did was this sort of word association, but with metaphors thrown in. So for example, I was visiting her once and as I was getting ready to leave, she says with a voice that only a Jewish grandmother mm -hmm. wearing oversized Gucci sunglasses could muster. Mm -hmm. Don't forget your coat because come tomorrow, it will be gone with the wind in the dump. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so much to unpack there. <laughs> but I have to challenge the logic of cliches. They make no sense. Like, for example, that's five minutes of my life I'll never get back. I think, okay, I get the time lost. But what is anyone really going to do with an extra five minutes? Like, 
Is there, is there something that's so meaningful that you would do if you got them back? But I know what people do when they have five minutes to kill. They scroll through their Twitter feed and tweet about how no one values their time anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or how about don't throw the baby out with the bathwater? That's a good <laughs> Note to self, don't do whatever the metaphorical equivalent of allowing your child to go down a shower drain is. Got it. <laughs> I love life is what happens while you're busy making plans. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also happening when you're not making plans. <laughs> it's pretty much just happening, uh, period. That confuses me when people do that. What I just did, they announced period at the end of a sentence. <laughs> people use period as a way to indicate that they've finished speaking. <laughs> There's another way to indicate that. <laughs> Finish speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Even more confusingly is when people preface a question by saying the word question. So for example, question, do you want to stop for lunch? Lunch sounds good, but hey, quick question. Where should we eat? Why do you feel the need to prepare me? Do, mm-hmm. do, do I seem that underprepared to take your question? When someone says to me, question, I'm like, do I need to take a ready stance? I feel like you say question, should I duck and cover? Uh, you say uh, question, okay, shoot. Do you want to stop for lunch? lunch sounds nice can you ask me another while I'm still in position (laughs) remember the beginning of COVID when it was going to be a two week lockdown Mm -hmm. we thought can't leave the house for two weeks what am I going to do now things are slowly but surely getting back to normal and I'm like I have to leave the house in two weeks? <laughs> what am I going to do? And it's not that I've gotten lazy because I haven't. It's just that I've had this revelation that there's actually no need to move my body ever. <laughs> I even struggle to accept virtual invitations. I can get myself into a Zoom meeting, but that's as far as I can go. People invite me into a breakout room and I'm like, not tonight, guys. I'm really not up for it. Not on a work night. <laughs> but you know what they say. Life is what happens when you're busy throwing your baby out with the bathwater. Period. A couple of quick tips for you. Not about your comedy. Um, but uh, given what you've decided to use to help you quit drinking, I suggest you um, kill two birds with one stone and start cultivating poppies. Mm. <laughs> 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 to keep them alive. Um, oh. And just, uh, you sort of touched on it, but just to expand on that poem for a minute, um, that's five minutes of my life I'll never get back. Every five minutes of your life is fine. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can see what I'm saying? You can't. Yes. Time, time's linear in the plane of reality in which we live. Yes. Um, a lot of people don't know that, but um, 
Has anyone offered you back your five minutes ever in life? Mm -hmm. Probably not. Occasionally. Back, but I don't oh. scroll through my Twitter feed, so I have no idea what I would do with the time. Anyway, um, our next performer, another person who comes frequently to the open mic and always has jokes. Um, I don't think I've ever seen him have a set where he didn't have a single new joke. And usually he has a whole five mm -hmm. minutes. So I'm not going to say, because since a lot of you haven't seen it before, you're never going to know. <laughs> It'll just be Bruce's and my little secret. Bruce Lipsky, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. No Bruce. Yeah, Bruce. Thank you. All right, Bruce. Uh, just, just want to follow Laura over here when she said about period. Thankfully, over the last 25 years, my wife has never used that word period. And, uh, I'm very happy <laughs> about that. <laughs> Yeah, you told, I applaud you about, uh, you know, going to AA, uh, but I took it one step further. I joined AAA. Um, <laughs> I figured their meetings are shorter and the donuts are fresher, plus I get free towing. <laughs> but I actually was going to uh, put this set together as the Jeffrey Bird in the third segue, because he started talking about jujitsu and karate. And I remember when I was 12 or 13 years old, I was always a Bruce Lee fan. I wanted to be like him. I figured Bruce, my first name, his first name, his last name began with L, Bruce Lee, Bruce Lipsky. So what I did, I enrolled in a karate school. And the first day of class, the sensei puts, pulls me out of the crowd and says, so in fighting position. I never had a fighting position before. So he puts my hands up like this. He said, throw kick. I said, I don't know how to throw a kick. So I threw some sort of lame ass kick and he went like this with his elbow and broke my toe. I say, Sensei, you just broke my toe. Next time you learn how to kick right. So that was my foray into being Bruce, Bruce Lee. I figured Bruce Lee was breaking boards. Bruce Lee was breaking bones. <laughs> you know, Bruce Lee was earning his black belt. Bruce Lipsky was just black and blue. <laughs> and while Bruce Lee was filming that, his famous film, Enter the Dragon, Bruce Lipsky was entering the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> And while Bruce Lee was studying for his sixth black belt when he was 13, the only thing I was studying for at 13 was my bar mitzvah. <laughs> what can I say? But then also, you know, Jeffrey was talking about his parents and having problems with them. You know, I got a call from my dad the other day, so excited. He said, Bruce, guess what? This just opened up a new comedy club in my neighborhood. I said, that's fantastic, Dad. What's it called? He says, stand up MRI. <laughs> I said, Dad, did you check it out? He says, they wouldn't let me in. I didn't have a prescription. <laughs> he said, I, but I did look on the side in the front. He said, the good news is no cover charge, but there's a two copay minimum. <laughs> but it's tough having old parents. You know, I, I had to take my dad to the hospital the other day for some tests. We're in the elevator, and the technician wheels in this machine. Something like this behind me, all these tubes and hoses. My father looks at him and says, Mister, you're not going to hook me up to that machine today, are you? The guy looks at him and says, I hope not for your sake. It's a carpet cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> and my parents, it's so tough. It's so hard. I like to take him out to eat. So afterwards, I took him to their favorite restaurant, Friendly's. But there's never anything friendly with my parents when they go out to eat. If anything, at best, they're lukewarm. <laughs> you get to the restaurant, they're sitting down, and my mother calls over the manager. She says, Mister, it's bad enough my eggs are running and my toast is burnt, but how come you don't serve coffee and those nice brown friendly mugs anymore? The manager said, Lady, we stopped because people kept on stealing them. 
My mother looked at him and said, oh, that's too bad. I only needed one more to complete my set. <laughs> <laughs> now I have a mother with a mug shot for being a mug thief. Uh. <laughs> I can't even take them anywhere. Restaurants are now doing Yelp reviews on them. <laughs> and, and it was my mother's and parents' anniversary. So I figured I'd take them to a very fancy restaurant. My favorite restaurant. As soon as we sit down, guess what? It's the same thing. My mother starts complaining. She says, look at this. This soup is watery. It's tasteless. It's cold. I said, Ma, that's the finger bowl. <laughs> <laughs> when she got her meal, she started to eat. She slammed down her fork and said, this is the worst Greek salad I ever had. I said, Ma, how many times do I tell you, you don't order a Greek salad in a Chinese restaurant? <laughs> and I think I'm starting to act like them now. I just turned 65. I look like a rusted old Buick. His body is totally shot. My rear end is making funny sounds. My hoses are leaking. And my ball joints are all dried up. I, I said, uh-oh, I better get Mako. Mako says, oh, no, you better get Medicare. <laughs> When I was younger, I was into photography. I loved film and everything. I used to develop film using my Polaroid. I ended up 65. The only thing I'm developing are hemorrhoids. <laughs> <laughs> In my house, if I had a leak, I used to call a plumber. Now I call my urologist. And it's 50 bucks cheaper. Hello. <laughs> hey. I remember the old days when me and Dr. Tina used to go out on the dance floor. We used to go bust a move. I'm afraid to take my wife dancing. I'm going to bust a hip. <laughs> and I'm starting to forget things. I swear my foam mattress has a better memory than I do. <laughs> <laughs> and, and one final thing. When you get old, you got to stay in shape. you got to exercise. So I started an exercise program. But I only exercise late at night. Really late at night. Between the hours of 3 and 5 in the morning. I'm running sprints from the bedroom to the bathroom. My wife calls it my fleet of pee. The good news is I got my time down under six seconds. Unfortunately, I only could hold my pee for 4.2. <laughs> 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 Thank you very much. Yeah, Bruce. Yeah. Yeah, Bruce. Well, that's uh, Bruce Slipsky and his tribute to Chuck's love of puns. Hello. <laughs> Not to mention, just a, another quick tip. Not about your comedy, just sleep. Maybe a second closer to the, to the toilet. Um, <laughs> move the bed maybe four feet. You're there. You're home free. Um, just saying. Um, so, Bruce Lipsky. One more hand for Bruce Lipsky. Thank you. Lovely guy. Now, tonight, you know, we stopped the Apocalypse show, which ran for the last year, uh, a couple Sundays ago. And... Um, so we've moved over one of the uh, special events from that to this thing. Well, and tonight's the first time we're trying it out. And I don't know how much uh, people uh, got advance notice of this. I didn't. So uh, uh, we, it runs like a Swiss watch, this show, by the way. Um, it's uh, Ron Roberts, my hometown hero. Jokes about uh, my hometown hero. If anybody has one, they can raise their hand. Chuck might have one to start us off with. My, uh, Mike, my hometown hero was a guy we called the dentist because he'd fill any cavity for two hundred bucks. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. We got it for five. Same as in town. 
Hey. <laughs> like we had a hometown hero. We called him the dog catcher because he slept with a Kardashian. Hello. Oh. <laughs> wow, the horse wrangler was with uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Um, and um, so that's what we're talking about. Your hometown hero. We had a home- yes. Uh, tonight's special is a hometown hero sandwich. Uh, <laughs> we had a hometown hero. We used to um, give you the town. Gives you a rough idea of the kind of town I grew up in. Is uh, our home? Our hometown hero was uh, a serial killer. Um, so you know he was somewhere on the spectrum. Uh, and I remember. Uh, he took me out in the woods one time for a walk when I was a little kid, and I realized, oh my God, this is our hometown hero. He's the killer. He's the guy who's going to kill everybody in town. He's so scared, and he goes, "Oh, shut up! What are you crying for? I got to walk back alone." <laughs> Mike, I got this one from Wikipedia. Uh, my hometown hero is Phil Evenmore. Uh, New Hampshire's first openly gay golfer. That guy could nail a hole in one with his putter. Andy played golf. Andy played golf. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. If I could be a hometown superhero, yeah, I'd probably name myself Ironic. How's that? So when there's any trouble and I'm running away, people will be like, "Isn't that ironic?" <laughs> that's a good one man that is a good one um i take cash at christmas you know if caitlin jenner became a superhero but didn't know what group to join you'd have to decide whether he'd be an x-man or a transformer oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're this is something we're going to be doing every week. So I yeah, hope. Mike, Mike, our biggest hometown hero is a 300 pound girl. We're going to be doing this every week. So come every week and think of jokes for the week, for the, for that week. Right. Yes, Chuck, Chuck has one. Chuck, hey, Chuck. Hey, Mike. You ever uh, run across a lo- local hero? Mike, uh, our hometown hero was a 300 pound girl. Really? Nicknamed Fat Swaller. <laughs> oh, oh my! He was, he was very popular among the drunkest guys at the prom, I assume. Yeah, <laughs> we we had a hero in my hometown. Did you? Did you? Ne- yeah. did, oh, really? Legend, yeah. uh, what, was, actually, what was the hero in your hometown? Oh well, it's funny you should ask, Mike. I, I wasn't even going to bring it up. Um, <laughs> the hero of my hometown was a was a noted atheist. He was a very, very, very committed, passionate atheist. And uh, as the legend goes, he went for a walk in the in the woods once, and he was walking along being an atheist. And out of the woods, out of the underbrush, roared this big giant bear, and this bear chased him down, attacked him, he was ready to pounce. And this atheist said, Oh God, oh God. And just then the heavens parted, and, and from heaven above, we heard the he heard the voice of God Almighty. What is it, my son? Uh, help me in this bear and he said would you like to become a christian now and he said well i i can't become a christian i've been an atheist my whole life well, maybe could you make the bear a christian and god <laughs> almighty said as you speak the bear is now a christian and the bear said 
Bless us, O Lord, and these thy gifts which we are about to receive. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the story. That's oh. the true story. Hey, hey, I'll throw my hat in the ring as a as a hometown hero. Um, yeah. Okay. Our our hometown hero was a peeping Tom. First yeah. of all, he he uh, uh, his job was to actually ask ugly ladies to close their windows in window shade because uh, they weren't very pretty. So. <laughs> that's our Pete. That's all I got for my hometown hero. That's all good. That's everybody, a good one. Everybody. We, had a home, we had a hometown hero who he, he traveled incognito all the time. Yeah. But um, I went up on the roof of my apartment building with him. He was really famous, except when he was traveling incognito. And mm. we went up on the top of our roof because we had this bum who would always go up there and sleep in the summertime and, and we hated that because it would smell and you'd sleep next to the air conditioning ducts so the entire building would stink like homeless guy and I, I realized you know you can't do this joke today because mm. you know political correctness but that's what was happening and so my friend and I the superhero friend of mine and I were standing there with the guy and he's and he goes over to the guy and, I, and I had just made an offhand remark. I really wish we just get rid of this guy who sleeps on the roof every night. We just could you just go over and talk to him and get him, get him to stop sleeping on our roof? And he goes, well, I think I can handle it. And he goes, he said, Hey guy, you want to see something cool? And the homeless guy wakes up, what, what, what? And he goes, Look, come over, come over here. In the middle of in the middle of the building sort of shaped like a U, you see that? And, that? and the wind comes in, there's this huge updraft. You can actually go over the edge and you won't drop down because the wind is so strong, it will hold you up. It'll hold you up and, and you can just stand out there. You can walk all the way across to the other side. You can come back. It's, it's the greatest thing in the world. You're really gonna love it. Because it's really, really, yeah, man, would I lie to you? Because no, no, of course you wouldn't lie to me. I mean, um, I didn't become homeless by not being a good judge of human character. and. <laughs> a homeless guy says well i don't want to do it unless you prove that it's true and so my friend climbs over the roof and there and the updraft is like holding him is holding him up and he walks across to the other side of the building he walks back right over air over air and he says you see what i mean it's perfect and the guy goes you know that does seem great i'm i'm gonna try it the homeless guy climbs over the wall and immediately plummets to his death, uh, 17 stories down. And I turned to my friend and I said, Superman, you are a mean, mean, cruel person. <laughs> Same guy. Same guy. Hometown hero goes to my friend's house, high rise apartment building. My friend's got this new puppy dog, really beautiful little, you know, baby German shepherd, beautiful dog, loved to play ball. And my, my friend had to go to the bathroom. He said, look, just keep an eye on my dog for a second, would you? And so he said, okay, yeah, she loves to play ball. Just bounce the ball against, against the wall and the dog will be happy to hold on the dog. He says, okay, he starts bouncing the ball, bouncing the ball. The dog is amazing, like a circus act. He can catch the ball from anywhere. So my friend starts flipping things. He's throwing it up on the ceiling. It, it bounces against the ceiling before it's halfway down. This little dog gets a hold of it and bites on it. And it's unbelievable. It's just, he brings it to him. He puts it right in his hand. Let's go. Just looks at the little dog look. You know how that dog look? Mm -hmm. I want that ball. He's finally, finally bouncing it. And 
the uh, sliding glass doors to the patio were a little bit open. The ball goes out on the patio, bounces over the railing. The dog goes immediately after it over the railing, 37 stories to its death. Hmm. My friend comes back from the bathroom and tells tells our hometown hero, uh, where's the dog? I'm not sure. Uh, last time I saw him, he was on the patio and he looked really depressed. <laughs> Some hero. You just what get we have here, Mike. Jaded is what I'm saying. Yeah. Everybody gets their own hometown hero sandwich. Nice. To Chef Scapone of the Colorado Comedy Shows Virtual Event Center. So enjoy a hero sandwich plus a salad. Mike, do you want to tell the kids about magic moments? We'll talk about elevating. Oh, very quickly. Um, some prizes. I helped to write. Excuse me. Um, I helped to write a musical show that is performed by Magic Moments Incorporated. They are a theater company that is um, special needs friendly and they have large cast productions with 30 to 50 people in them who have special needs and about 120 to 150 other people as well. Every show, all of the songs are, are from the ASCAP and BMI catalogs. So if you go to the show, you know that the melody of every show is gonna be recognizable. Many of them are gonna be hits and wonderful songs. We repurpose the lyrics for the show. Um, and uh, my daughter performs in the show every year and I help to write the show every year. It's really a great thing. If you are in Denver, it's well worth the trip. It's done um, every year and it, it varies what time of year it's done. So I can't tell you exactly what time it's gonna be. Plus the pandemic, you know, we gotta get started again for our next show. But you can support the organization by donating money at magicmomentsinc.org. And if you're ever in or uh, think about coming to Denver, you should be able to do it. And um, you should go to the show. It's usually during spring break, somewhere in late March, early April. That's that. And Elevating Connections, Chuck. Mike, Elevating Connections puts on programs for youth who are separated from their siblings by foster care. We donate 10% of ticket sales as well as private event fees to their terrific programs. And, you know, uh, I teach at the Community College of Denver. So uh, we've done work on trying to help the kids do career exploration uh, through things like improv workshops and whatnot. So uh, a great organization. And uh, we're happy to talk about them and raise awareness. We do have gifts for our VIP customers. So uh, Dr. Solomon and friends, uh, and Denny, uh, uh, we've upgraded you to the VIP status, so we got you a pony. <laughs> uh, nice little horsey and pony, you know. Uh, it's an Arabian pony there, Mike. Uh, it's an Arabian. Ah, um, uh, an Arabian pony. Mom strapped under the saddle. Right. Also got you this sweet pickup. You decide if it's the truck or the lady. Uh, <laughs> oh, Right. Uh, that's up to you. And then this delicious beverage. Uh, feel free to enjoy uh, an iced lemonade. And then not sure what he's in there for, but. Chuck needs a guy who wears glasses. I can't, which I can't tell. <laughs> well, I'm not sure what your prize is here, but feel free to win. <laughs> um, 
And then uh, Chef Scapone and the uh, folks down in the kitchen sent up some breakfast treats. Uh, so enjoy that. Uh, waffles. Nothing goes and, better with a breakfast chief. And a salad. Chef Scapone mm-hmm. really likes to make sure we have salads and we have prizes for our folks in the general admission section up in the balcony and also watching on the YouTube. We got your kitty. Uh, yeah. Only one of the two. You can only pick one of the two. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, Either one. And a salad. Yeah, we also got you this car. I'm not sure if it starts, but uh, if not, it has a cool luggage rack on top and you could store stuff. That'll be really cool. It's like a Russian Skoda. um, Some strawberries. Uh, They're just fresh. So wanted to make sure we got you some strawberries and your very own salad. Of course. Enjoy your prizes and such, everybody. Uh, Since we've done our prizes and we've highlighted our terrific charity work, it's probably time to get back to the open mic comedy show with Mr. Mike Langworthy, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, great stuff, great stuff. And I'm not going to take up a lot of time. I'm just going to introduce our next act. Uh, who um, he uh, he usually works the uh, Frontier Rodeo show in the beginning of the in the beginning of the summer. Or the, I'm sorry, the end of the summer um, <laughs> and here in Denver. But we got he came in special just to work on this show tonight. Please welcome, if you will, Bronco Brad. Bronco yeah. Brad, gentlemen. Yes, yes. Why, thank you, Mike. What a nice, nice boy. Yes, indeed. Hey, boys and girls, it's time for the Bronco Brad special dang tootin' summertime show. Are you Woo! ready, boys and girls? Yes, we're ready. Yay! All right, okay. Well, then grab your Bronco Brad wooden clackers, and now we're going to clack along to our special summertime show theme. Well, we're galloping along in the summer breeze. Tickle our feet in the ocean. Cover your boo with suntan lotion. Galloping along, drinking soda pops. Let's eat inside. Forget this ride and forget about the crops. All right. Ah. Okay. Well, let's put down our Bronco Brad wooden clackers and let's get started. Yes, yes. You know, I sure do love to start my show, of course, with my special little buddy, Wally the Happy Talking Neutrino. Hiya, Wally. Hey. 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 Yeah, hey, Wally. See, Wally, let's just get started right away. What's our science tip for tonight? Well, well, boys and girls, if you're ever caught crossing a galaxy, always look both ways before you get to the other side. Okay, well, that's dang darn good advice, Wally. <laughs> See, Wally. <laughs> Are you ready for summer? I sure am, Bronco Brad. Want to do our summer song? Oh, I'd love to do that, Wally. Okay, here we go. It's summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime, 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 some, some, summertime, 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 some, some, summertime, summertime. It's summertime. Well, let's go play with gamma rays, rock to Jimi Hendrix, purple haze, take some groovy, dance craze because it's summertime. It's time to grill a hot dog. It's time to strap up and ride a hog. Break physics with a buckyball. A regular free for all. It's summertime. It's summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime, 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 some, some, summertime, 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 some, some, summertime, summertime. It's summertime. Yes, indeed. I love that. Thank you, Wally. Well, Wally, we got to get going, so I'll catch you later. Yeah, that Wally, he sure is a nice, nice boy. I love to spend my summers with him. Yes, indeed. 
Hey, boys and girls, since we're talking about summer, it's time to take a moment for our sponsor tonight. Hey, you know, moms and dads, boys and girls, you know, when the summer heat hits, there's nothing better than a Ted's Vegan fro Freezy Pops. Yes, indeed. Oh, mm -mm, they sure are good. You know, Ted likes to select his special vegan crops there. You get your choice of broccoli burst, cauliflower surprise, or my favorite, frozen carrot on a stick. Mm -mm, don't that look good? Yes, indeed it does. Yes. Wait well, now, look, Chef likes it too. Yes, oh. indeed. Right. <laughs> yes. So stop by your supermarket good. and look for it by name. Ted's Frozen Vegan Freezy Pops. Mm -mm, they sure are good. Okay, well, now it's time to move on list with the show here. Now, I want to be sure to tell you boys and girls that when you go swimming, there's nothing more fun than to do your swimming song moves. Yes, indeed. Not all time you can't always go swimming, but when you do, it's time to dance to those crazy things. And here, I'll show you how. Okay, here we go. Now, here's a nice dance move called the surf. Followed by the dive. Oh, and then there's the swim. Followed by the dog paddle. And the dog stroke. Then there's the shark. Followed by the dang, I got water in my ear. Down by a giant squid. Then followed by the Bermuda vortex, Bermuda triangle vortex. Oh, yeah, those are sure fun. Try them in some of your swimming pool sometime, boys and girls. Okay, well, now. <clears throat> All right. Hey, you know, when it's, I just wrote a special new song for you boys and girls. And I, well, it's kind of a poem more than a song, and I'd like to sing it for you here. Another one of our made-up tales of the Old West. This one here is called The Blood Donation Maverick. Well, out in the cold desert, full of sand and mud, a mysterious stranger wanders to go and donate blood. Each night he'd pick up his pretend balsa wood guitar and he'd <laughs> sing, I got O positive, O negative, plasma in the chilling tank. I got the A, the B, the A and B too, ready for your blood bank. Yes, he searched high and low for a Red Cross station looking for a home for his blood donation. And he'd cry, Stick a needle in my arm, then just set me loose with a handful of chocolate chip cookies and a fresh glass of orange juice. <laughs> yes, and to this day, if you listen real closely to the desert wind, you can hear him cry. I got O positive, O negative, plasma in a chilling tank. I got the A, the B, the A and B too, ready for your blood bank. Yes, that's the tale of the blood donation maverick. Yes, indeed. Well, now it's just about time to wrap up this show. I sure did have a dang darn good time. Stick around because we got a lot of nice, funny people coming up, including Paula next, right after me. So until next time, boys and girls, well, we got shorter nights and longer days, 
Watching the sky for those big gamma rays. It's time to make it a fresh artichoke. So good night, my little cowpokes. Bronco Brad, ladies and gentlemen, Bronco Brad, straight from some asylum somewhere, I am sure. (laughs) (laughs) He's plum loco. Uh, uh, I don't know who said that first, but it's great. Um, Bronco Brad, what can I tell you? I, I want to keep the show going. <laughs> we ran a little long because I got self-indulgent with the hometown hero stories. Um, and uh, apologize to all the acts for that. And, um, and even the producer who was probably looking at his watch going, uh, Mike, a watch, by the way, for those of you who are younger, are things that we used to have before. <laughs> smartphones you could look at it and it would tell you what time it was yeah see there's one of our uh, performers who are upcoming is showing us a watch she probably collects them since obviously nobody wears them anymore what are we crazy <laughs> to tell time by looking at i'm our drawing a blank yeah, sure dad okay boomer all right <laughs> Um, okay, so anyway, our next performer hasn't been here for a few weeks, but I'm really happy to see her back. Um, please welcome, if you will, Paula, Paula Maddox. Paula Maddox. Uh, hello, hello. Yes, this is really me, not a hologram. The kids haven't <laughs> killed me yet. Uh, so fucking excited. Um, thanks for still holding these mics, man. This is really great, Mike. You know, but I'm done. I got puns, too. Yeah. One day, one day when my mom's probably gone, because I can't do it before she's gone. I want to get a tattoo that says all puns intended. Because people be wondering, you know, (laughs) that I can just go like this. Like I digress. Digress. Man, life's been fucking stressful. It's like been a year of craziness, you know. Um, and and sometimes it's been a bit too crazy, you know. So I've had to do things to compensate to to stay steady, you know, because I accidentally locked myself up a very long time ago and shit's gone kind of haywire every since, you know, so um, yeah, and being locked up with those little fuckers, that was just me. I mean, yeah. And then they say you have to teach it because we're all infected. I'm like, let's just die. (laughs) (laughs) been bad too much time on the hands too much thoughts on the brain you know so i took the binge listening to metallica that was really cool you guys yeah you know yeah because rarely do i have that much time on my hands and rarely do i need to deaden the cries so much you know so i got to listen to a lot i did i did yeah but you know you know how you um when you listen to a new song it like locks it in your brain at that time or however you save you know memories like that well, with the kids and the Metallica, Mama's been memorizing the ass-kicking soundtracks for each kid. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking out of the box. You know, I'm keeping myself entertained, so yay me. Oh, God. No, it's bad, you guys. It's fucking bad. It's really bad. I bought a Moomoo the other day. It's the end for me. I can see it now. <laughs> Yeah, and bad luck befalls people who buy moomoos because there's a fucking law. There's laws about moomoos. I didn't fucking know this. I, I rarely know things until I make the ass out of myself, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. 
sometimes I think the creator likes to see me squirm. You know what I mean? Like, look at her go. Like, wow. God, it's crazy. Yeah, mumus are supposed to grow into being mumus. They're not supposed to just be bought as mumu. You know, it just means it, it's really over. But I was watching good TV. Um, I had to switch one of the shows, though, because it was that intervention show. You know? Yeah. <laughs> And that show made me realize how far into Zoom comedy I had sold my soul. You know, that kind of hurt. (laughs) There's lots of signs and symptoms when you're an addict to something. You know, I I knew there was some. I didn't know I would feel them all. Right? (laughs) Yeah. I thought thought Zoom would be safe. You know, because the last time I let an addiction sneak up on me, it was donuts. (laughs) Yeah. Even though I'm fat, it's not cool. You know, it's bad for my health, right? So bad. So fucking bad. But see, I woof my tweeters so much back in the day. I I tweaked my woofer, however you want to put it. I need more substance than I did before, you know, because it just doesn't work with one mic a day or two mics and one mic at his mic every Monday mic. Like, that's fucking crazy shit, you know? (laughs) The first kids are fucking. Right? It'll be all right. It'll be right. I got this new addiction. It's great. Zoom comedy. I did a real mic the other day. That was really exciting. Um, and I did a show too. Um, I remembered the pants. Yeah. It was really crazy. Good. I haven't paid attention to my legs for like a year, you know? Fuck shaving them. Like they don't even exist. From here down, it's nothing. It's nothing, you know. But it made me remember my very first joke, thought on the spot. And it's every time I hold that mic. And that cord, I think it's time to fucking vacuum. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. The institutionalization, it comes back faster than the herb, y'all. And it fucking stings a little bit. It's a great addiction. It helps turn trauma into treasures. You know what I mean? Because it's hard out here for a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm locked up with the ones I made. So that's always fun, you know? (laughs) I'll be all right. Let me send a parting PSA, a Paula service announcement. There is a very good reason they don't put pregnancy on the list of STDs. Very good reason. Yeah. It's so that Mother Nature can find her fools faster, y'all. So be fucking careful. (laughs) Yeah, that that decision will fuck you up for a long time. So you got to be careful. Yeah. yeah. And one last thing for the audience. Do you guys know what Cinderella said when she went to the ball? No. No. No? I think she said, eh? Have a good night. I <laughs> 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 don't miss you guys. like that, but it came out of nowhere. <laughs> Paula, I, you know, when you got child protective services on speed dial, you know you got a problem. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Be that as it may, we have a special, a special guest. I don't, I like to think of her as someone who's regularly here, but um, like the traitor that she is, she decided to host another mic on Monday night. So, she, um, it's almost as if other people want to do comedy besides me on a Monday night. I don't get it. I don't even. That would be weird. Yeah, it may, don't make it weird, Ned. It's not weird unless you make it weird. <laughs> Last time I, said that, I don't know what the answer was because the head was in a pillow. But anyway, 
It ruined summer camp. Yeah, it was, it was summer camp. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I can't go back to that camp. I don't know why. Oh, well, anyway, um, our next everybody loves a pederastic joke just before the video. Really is. That's a staple in show business, Danny. So just consider yourself fortunate. Uh, this is Danny Rydell, who lives in um, Philadelphia, if I remember correctly, and uh, is doing a wonderful job at stand-up comedy. Please, please clap for her a lot. Danny Rydell. Hey. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I am coming to you tonight from uh, virtually from the bar where I actually in real life work now. That, yeah. Uh, now that bars are allowed to be open again. And uh, since I don't have a green screen at the moment because some cats tore it down, I'm just going <laughs> to go ahead and uh, and I'm going to actually, let's see, I'm going to come home from work now. Wow. I am now at home. Thank you. It was great going back to work, though. I got to go go back and, you know, see a lot of people I hadn't seen in a while. And it was just kind of, I just walked in the bar and I just right away, I just heard making your way in the world today takes everything you got. <laughs> <sighs> It's lovely. It's lovely to be back out in the world. There are so many, so many horrible things about it to ignore, though. And uh, one of those things is uh, literally everything that you see on the news. I, uh, I was worried a little while ago that some of my jokes might expire. Uh, and uh, then Marjorie Taylor Greene opened her mouth again. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you know i don't know about anybody else but the space lasers are never going to stop being funny to me but i'm just glad she opened her mouth again before they stopped being funny to other people except this time do you guys know what marjorie taylor green said this time no oh <laughs> this bitch compared <laughs> the u.s covid restrictions to the conditions uh, that the Jews endured in the concentration camps in World War II. She really did. That's actually what she said. And I, I try to be a nice, understanding person. And when I hear someone say something so horrible like that, I, you know, I want to be a little understanding. Maybe they had a really, really traumatic childhood, like, like Voldemort. <laughs> For example, <laughs> but it's like Marjorie Taylor Green. Like, what the fuck happened to you, lady? What the hell kind of childhood did you have to have to excuse this shit? I mean, seriously, like Marjorie Taylor Green. Like, that's the adult you'd get if Jean Benet Ramsey had lived. Oh. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> And, and just like what's so horrible about what she said is like it, it, it wasn't just it wasn't just offensive to me as a Jewish woman. It, like it wasn't just offensive to the Jewish people. Like what she said was offensive to the people who ran the concentration camps. 
Like, like she didn't think they were doing a good enough job or something. And listen, Marjorie Taylor Greene, I fact-checked with my, uh, by the way, I fact-checked your statement, which means I talked to my grandma and, mm -hmm. and <laughs> she did confirm that Auschwitz was way worse <laughs> than that. And she emphasized way worse <laughs> than this. I mean, seriously, like, and you know what, Marjorie Taylor Greene, if you don't believe me, you could fact check with your grandma too. I'm sure she was there on the other side. <laughs> I know what her response would be too. She would just go, Marjorie, you kids are too soft these days. You don't know what we did. Yeah. We didn't let those Jews wear masks. <laughs> and Marjorie, they didn't have lasers in my day. <laughs> So we got away with murder. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah, like, while I'm on an angry kick real quick, I'll just tell you guys one thing that I kind of do and don't miss about pre-pandemic times. I miss doing my own grocery shopping because I miss leaving the grocery store and getting to, to fuck with the Girl Scouts on the way out. Because <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, why do these little diabetes peddlers get to just sit there? They sit there in a nice heated foyer behind a table of cookies and you know, make you feel guilty for leaving, you know, like <laughs> fucking diabetes peddlers, seriously. But like, it, it's like, no, 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 bitch. Listen, I grew up in the 1980s. I was a brownie Girl Scout in the 1980s. I had to willy loman that shit. <laughs> door to door, uphill, both ways, in the snow. <laughs> and you have the gall to just sit there and tell me you will not accept Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yay, thank you for laughing at that joke. A lot of people don't laugh at that joke, but. That's just because most people's understanding of Bitcoin is on par with Ben Shapiro's understanding of the female orgasm. <laughs> but uh, you guys have been great. And thank you very much. I'm Danny Rydell. Have a good night. Danny. Yeah. Yeah. Danny good to see that she's back to work. In the That's box. right. Uh, I also like the way you airbrushed the pole out of the picture. Um, <laughs> what? Nothing. Because, you know what, Ned? Yes. No, Ned. No, I'm not even going to explain it. Um, she kind of she triggered me, though, Mike. Uh, I guess I can't have dreams. I guess that's I, what you're I, I was kicked out of the Boy Scouts. Really? I wasn't yeah. kicked out of the Boy Scouts, but I, I was. I came within a trice of being molested when I was in the Boy Scouts. Really? Well, I, I, was, I was kicked out for eating a brownie, so that's what I was. Oh, you. Oh, oh. Zing. Well, <laughs> disembodied voice that I couldn't possibly know because I don't think like that. Um, you're going to be the next performer. Um, oh, me? Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. Little oh. me? Oh. oh, me? What? Ooh, ah. <laughs> I'm so surprised. <laughs> I guess you meant it what you said in a private chat. Okay, fine. Uh -huh. You know what? You're on stage. 
Yay! Us from the East Coast and is uh, very funny every time he's on on the camera. So please welcome, if you will, Chip Jones. Chip Jones. Wait, wait, way to dig a hole for me, man. I appreciate that. No way to just dig a hole. So he's the funniest guy you're ever going to meet. <laughs> Everything out of his mouth is gold. Go ahead, go ahead, Chip. I, uh, I, uh, you know, Mike, you know, must be hanging out with you. I've become, you know, classier now. I'm getting back into jazz, you know, and uh, I have realized that I hate every jazz critic. You know, they are just so pompous, and I think every one of them always does the Miles Davis. He's the greatest, but you know, the thing about Miles, it's not, it's not what he plays. It's the notes that he doesn't play. You're like, really, the notes he doesn't play. Can I get that album? What is that? 45 minutes of silence? You know, it's like, it's like, uh, and, and how do I know if it's skipping? You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Nah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, Mike? See? Kiss of death. <laughs> Kiss of death. I, uh, I have come to the realization that I've become a hack joke. I have reached that point in my marriage where uh, I'm no longer getting sex. And, uh, I've been trying to figure out what went wrong. And uh, I think I got it because I think just before the pandemic, my wife had a plumber come over and he uh, switched out our shower head for one of those detachable ones that you can hold and adjust it. You know, and uh, half the time when I think about it, my wife comes out of the shower, she's only wet from the waist down. So <laughs> I think there's a problem there. And uh, every every time I use the shower now, it's always set at that setting that just peels your skin off. And it's just like, Jesus Christ. But uh, I think what cinched the deal for me is a couple of weeks ago I got her, I caught her kissing a good night. So um, <laughs> I uh, I have been uh, reading a lot of plumbing books because I got to figure out a way to destroy this thing and make it look like it died of natural causes. <laughs> so that's gonna, <laughs> that's gonna be interesting. Uh, Mike, yes, I'm sir. old. I'm old, man. Are you? Done. Yeah, I'm at that point. My body's just talking to me with pain. Yeah. But, uh, I got to say, some of it's helpful, you know, because I know that if my shoulder hurts, it's probably going to be rain, you know, the next day or so. If my knees hurt, probably going to be snow. If my whole body hurts, well, then it's just a regular Tuesday, you know. <laughs> so oh. it's like, that's what it is. <laughs> you don't want to get old, you know. And those aches and pains, man, I tell you, what's that song, Easy Like a Sunday Morning? Uh-uh, no, it's not, <laughs> you know? An old guy at church, if you're Episcopalian or Catholic, you know, it's like, stand, kneel, sit, stand, kneel, sit. I mean, the only thing that's missing from church service is planking, and it'd be <laughs> full-on cardio. It's like, that's uh, some bullshit. Uh, what else has been going on? Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah, she is. She is crazy. And you're and you're right. I mean, she could she could ask her grandfather, but that's a sad story. I mean, her grandfather died at Auschwitz. He, uh, <laughs> he, he felt he fell from the tower while on duty, you know, so uh, <laughs> Mike, Mike knew that was coming. You could hear him laugh. <laughs> it's just funny though. <laughs> I am in Washington, D.C. And uh, Many of you know we had a little dust up at the beginning of the year, some people attacking the Capitol. And uh, I have this white conservative friend who was down at the uh, rally beforehand. He didn't actually attack the Capitol, but he was he was there beforehand. And uh, I had to tell him, I said, you know, those Trump rallies are just racist. 
And he said, no, they're not. He goes, I was down there and there were a lot of black people at that rally. And uh, I kind of get what he means, because I know if I went to a Trump rally and I saw two black people, I'd be like, damn, there are a lot of black people at this Trump rally. (laughs) 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 Probably the only time a white conservative guy and a black guy agreed on what a lot of black people were. It's uh, two. two. And uh, usually when a conservative white person tells you they've got a lot of black friends, that's what they mean. They got two. (laughs) I... um, I told Mike before I love doing these Zoom comedy shows because I've been able to do comedy all over the globe. Done shows out of uh, Tokyo, Kuala Lumpur. Even did a show out of Russia. And uh, the cool thing is that everybody speaks English, which I think is amazing. It uh, it kind of makes me think that maybe, uh, I don't know, colonialism gets a bad rap, you know? I mean, I mean, sure, I understand that they killed a lot of people, they enslaved even more, and they stole a lot of land. But, you know, without <laughs> it, people all over the world wouldn't understand my dick jokes. So, uh, you know, I guess, you know, I guess what I'm saying. Things too. That's true. But I guess that makes me an optimist. You know, Mike, I guess uh, I'm, I'm what you would call a slave ship half full kind of guy is what I think. <laughs> <I mean>. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, race relations. Where are we going to go with these things? You know, I don't. I don't know if you know this, but we're uh, we're in June, and uh, we're coming up on the Juneteenth, the commemoration of uh, the Texas slaves who uh, didn't find out for two years that they were actually free. And uh, there's some congressmen that want to turn this into a national holiday, but uh, I'm sort of afraid of that because you know America being what it is. I can see turning on the radio or TV and hearing swing low, sweet chariot. You need a new chariot? Come on down to Coonsford. We'll get you in a Tahoe today. <laughs> oh. Still haven't gotten that reparations check? Come on in. Zero percent financing. You know? <laughs> or, or maybe I hear, I'm going to lay down my burden on this sleepy memory foam mattress. <laughs> <laughs> Come on into our Juneteenth celebration. Everything three fifths the price. No, 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 no. But I think my worst fear is that once it becomes a holiday, uh, you know, Hallmark's going to get involved. And I can see my white friends and co workers sending me these terrible cards. You know, like I get a card that says, Hey, I'm sorry about slavery. Open it up. It was a cotton picking shame. <laughs> no, no. Oh my God. Please, no. <laughs> Walking into my office, card sitting on my desk that says, hey, it's been over 140 years since we had slavery. Open it up. Isn't that all just watermelon under the bridge? No. (laughs) Signed from the girls in HR. (laughs) Who do I complain to now? (laughs) uh, Maybe somebody go high tech, you know, personalize one of those uh, record your own message card. Front of the card says, are you still mad about slavery? Open the card up and it just screams, nigga, please. Nigga, please! Nigga, please! <laughs> now I gotta stab everybody at my job. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's it. I mean, after Obama, we thought we were gonna be post racial. You know, color is not gonna matter. But uh, I was in downtown DC recently, and uh, this little six year old white girl was walking in front of me. She looked back and saw me, and she immediately took her Barbie purse. She moved it to the other side of her body, and she clutched it really tight. <laughs> And I got to tell you, it made me feel a little sad. 
I think mainly because it meant I had to knock her to the ground to snatch it. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this racism is going to work out for either one of us. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. <laughs> As you can see, like most comedians, I have issues. Huh. Uh, I've been trying to work on them, you know, during quarantine. Uh, I found out that I have terrible road rage, Mike. It's It's crazy. Uh, the other day, a bird pooped on my windshield, and I followed him back to his nest and peed in it. <laughs> not, not a good look. Right. <laughs> well, luckily, the lady was watching me out of her second-story window, called a couple cops to help me back down out of that tree. <laughs> tell you. Yeah, because uh, when you're enraged, you can scamper up a tree like a squirrel, but you know, once you cool down, that's uh, coming down is altogether different, you know. Coming down, you're a sex offender. At least that's what the judge told me. So uh, now that I've informed you guys, <laughs> that's good. Uh, what else can Welcome I tell you? Welcome to my about? neighborhood anytime. Anytime. <laughs> well, well, if you see me, you see me in the tree. If you see me in a tree, you know what's going on. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, what else is going on with me? I uh, I have been feeling kind of sad, you know. Because uh, Clarence Williams III died yesterday, oh. it put Solid. me in mind. Yeah, put me in mind of all the all the people that we've lost, you know. And then it's, I started thinking about all the all the famous people that I adored that that died before then. Um, like I don't know if you remember, like nine years ago, David Carradine died. Does anybody remember David Carradine? Mm -hmm. Kung Fu and Kill Bill. I sold him that last belt. Did you? I was gonna say. You remember what he died of? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he died of autoerotic asphyxiation. He uh, accidentally hung himself while masturbating. And the weird thing is that the Thai police said that he had committed suicide, which I thought was odd that they found him, you know, with his pants around his ankle and a belt around his neck. And they must have thought, well, he probably figured last day on the planet, let me go ahead and rub one out real quick. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that's not what it was, you know. Well, you know, when I thought about it even further, David Carradine died of a character flaw. And by that, I mean, he was in Thailand where you can rent two hookers for the night for like $7. Now, ladies, I'm not saying that he should have engaged in prostitution. I'm just saying, spend the money and have a couple spotters if that's what you're planning on doing <laughs> later. <laughs> a couple people who can cut you down if shit goes wrong. That's, you know... <laughs> So if anybody tells you that David Carradine died of some weird sexual fetish, no, David Carradine died because he was cheap. <laughs> so remember that when you're out places and you're tipping. Don't be cheap because that shit could actually kill you. <laughs> so I don't know. I think that's probably about my time. Thank you guys for letting me come in here late and, and uh, hang out with you guys. Yeah. Chip from DC. Thank you for entertaining uh... us. You know what? That's our little show for this evening. It ran a little long um, because we had some people who were taping across the hall and just decided to come over. Nobody mm. even knows what that means. <laughs> but I say it anyway. Um, so the show is officially over, but what for those of you who are new, what we uh, tend to do is stick around for a little while and just bullshit for a few minutes afterwards. You know, I, I keep wanting to go. I haven't been able to find the right joke to say because I have no life. Because, but that's <laughs> why we. Yeah. We've got to take our silly photo, bro. 
Yeah, oh, we do, yeah. And it's too bad because a few people uh, had to leave, so some of them will be in. <coughs> Chuck, why don't you explain the silly photo? Uh, everybody just make a face looking right or left. Um, we'll take a silly photo in three, two, one. Perfect. Okay, that just goes on to the. Uh... And where, where, where do I do my fingerprints now? Is, is that, <laughs> that's what happened the last time I took a photo. Like that. We'll we say, left right. We just said left right. Say good night to the YouTube, and thanks to everyone listening on Spotify. Yeah, but uh, if you go back.